This is Apartment 303. Didn't I say 304? No, 303. I wrote it down twice. Apartment 303, which I definitely heard of. Greetings, human beings, and welcome back to Apartment 303, a podcast for community fans. My name is Dave, and alongside my co-host, Dan, we are here every month to discuss all things community, each and every layer of the show, and why we love it so much. We just talked about some original raps that appeared in the show, and obviously there are a ton of originals in the show. I felt it necessary to break it up into two brackets, and I thought this was the most organic way to do so. Although I will say next to the royalties region, this bracket might have been able to go 16 deep. There were a lot more original songs than there were original raps within the show. That being said, let's go ahead and kick off straight into that bracket where in the first round we've got the number one seed, a song I'm guessing most people are familiar with. So that is, of course, the classic Finally Be Fine from the season three premiere uh, song we've talked about, an episode we've talked about a lot specifically on this podcast. In the first round, it's going up against a song that, while it has similarities and thoroughness, let's just say is a very, very different mood. Out of the shadows, down the coin goes. Why, oh, why? That is, of course, none other than Ben Folds doing the Ashcrack Bandit song from Season 5, Episode 3. Basic intergluteal numismatics. So, uh, what do you guys think here in this first round matchup? Finally Be Fine or Ashcrack Bandit song? A-S-S-C-R-A-C Bandit. I don't know who made this bracket. I do know who made this bracket. It's a lie. <laughs> I can talk to his people. Talk this, is, <laughs> this is cruel. To put these two up against one another. I was just um, thinking that. Longtime listeners of our podcast will know that there is auditory record of me saying that Finally Be Fine is my favorite song from the show. And it is fair to say that. And on a certain day, that is the case. It's just so amazing. Dan Harmon and the writers took all the notes they got from the network and flipped it into the bird saying, okay, yeah, we're going to do this, but it's going to be a dream song sequence. And it's just so well, so well done. So unbelievably well done. I listen to Ass Crack Bandit, I don't know, every week or two. Like, literally, it's just so wow. good. I don't, even, I don't even like Ben Folds. I am just magnetically attracted to very serious renditions of very silly things. <laughs> And it's 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 the reason I like Flight of the Concords. It's the reason I like Monty Python. It's the reason that I love the Ass Crack Bandit and the song. That is, I, I don't know who the person is for sure. I'm punting. I'm gonna make you guys make <laughs> sure. a decision on this one. In, in a completely related note, did you watch Weird yet? Oh yeah, it's phenomenal. Okay, I was I was gonna say just how you were describing sounds like yep. Weird, the movie where it's like oh, something yeah. totally ridiculous but played just like you're at a funeral, like so serious. Anyway, I will I will take this and then go with it. So finally be fine against Ass Crack Bandit. 
I, like I didn't know that until you just said it that he took all the network notes and turned it into a musical and it's it's a lovely little like foreshadowing to the regional holiday music episode which we're going to talk about here in a matchup or two because it's all of the characters uh one of the memes I think is most associated with the show where you have uh the dean dressed up in the yep. same outfit as Shirley and then you have Chang like shaking in a money suit and it's like licensed physician academy award-winning screenwriter like just the amount of talent that just pours out of every avenue of the show is so great and like the fact that they did that and they executed a massive show-stopping number to start a yeah. season is pretty phenomenal in and of itself but then ass crack bandit where you're talking about i'm trying to rack my brain and i don't know if there's ever been another like direct fincher homage or if there is there's not one that i can think of top of my head where it's like we're literally going to just show how much we love this filmmaker and i t until i looked at this spreadsheet i didn't know ben folds was the artist who executed the song and i i have been a ben folds fan for a long time my sister was listening to him when we were younger and me not knowing that what a depressing song brick was until i'm like listening to the lyrics and then reading about it like oh man that's so upsetting and then again the amount of talent and like how far he's come with his career but all that being said in regards to community i have to vote finally be fine because i was current at that point like i watched a friend of mine got me into community and i think it was i started watching end of end of first season beginning of season two and so i was current by the time this aired and finally be fine when you first watch that episode and you're like wait what is this what's happening right now and then it's like how season two ended with I think Pierce has the best arc over the first three seasons and how Jeff is literally celebrating in his head that they're not going to have that character anymore. It's just it's so quintessentially community in this show. So I go finally be fine. Yeah, I, I'm going to ride with finally be fine. I kind of surprised uh, to hear such a strong uh, case. You being so torn with ass crack bandit, but I can say I, I don't think I'm torn between these during my rewatch preparation, you know, ass crack bandit song. It was definitely better than I had remembered, um, and I probably haven't heard it or listened to it nearly as much, well, certainly, as you have, or even in comparison to... I was singing it in the, the shower other the other songs. night. <laughs> well, I think that's as, say more about you than the song, but... As one does. Skipping right over that. Is, 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 <laughs> is that like the moment where you get to clean your derriere and you start singing Ask Crack Bandit? You, you've, you already had your <laughs> time to make your piece, Adam. Um, you could have brought that up in defense of the song. That's all had, But it was your turn. Uh, but I'm going to go with Finally Be Fine and try to keep this train rolling here on the tracks at least a little bit. <laughs> but but um, hold on real quick, Adam. What was your vote for posterity now that it's – do you want to do what I did earlier and just be like, Ass Crack deserves one? Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I'll do. And okay. I'll just say, you know, in the end, we all bend over. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, certainly, it certainly does here. It's better uh, than a quarter in your butt. But there are worse songs to bend over to than Finally Be Fine. <laughs> Um, oh speaking of worst songs to bend over to, in our next round, we've got oh, the number two powerhouse <laughs> two, pocket full of Hawthorns. <laughs> That was, of course, the Urbana Champagne hit Pocketful of Hawthorns from Season 3, Episode 6, Advanced Gay, 
and it's going up in this first round against another powerhouse. I don't know. There's so many good songs in this original region. This one might be the deepest. Certainly not as good of a segue, but I think everyone's going to recognize this number seven. Let's do it again. There's a brand new dance based on an old phrase. It's called a bad dog, and it will amaze. You practice expressing your entire life. It's not made up. It's not made up. There's a brand new dance. That, of course, is the fat dog dance. Um, from 5-6, analysis of cork-based networking. So what do you guys think? Pocket full of Hawthorns or fat dog into the next round? <laughs> hey, fat dog it. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm happy that's even on this list. It's one of those things I wouldn't have thought to have put the fat dog dance on here, but it's such a tremendous little punchline that kind of came out of nowhere. And like you think, again, like, uh, life imitating art where that was behind the curtain again that was part of Ken John actually sent an email to Dan Harmon asking like hey when can I do some actual serious dramatic work and that led to his breakdown in this episode where he's crying like I just want you guys to take me seriously and then it leads into the fat dog dance which is it's just such, it's such a perfect little Chang moment but all that being said a uh, pocket full of Hawthorns by a Urbana Champagne, In Advance Gay, like that. As soon as I hear Pocket Full of Hawthorns, it's going to be in my head now for like at least the next three to I four days. I was definitely days. dancing in my chair. Like, yeah, like <laughs> it's that song is a banger. Like Fat Dog Dance is nice and I like hearing Ken sing it, but oh, it's it's Pocket Full of Hawthorns, P -p Pocket Full of Hawthorns. It is Pocket Full of Hawthorns. And I just want for a minute, and this is probably not important to pretty much anyone who doesn't live in the Midwest. But uh, Urbana-Champaign is the name of the city where the University of Illinois is. And I totally took for granted that everyone would do that. <laughs> exactly, that's the point. And then to spell Champagne as the beverage and not yes, the city. Yes, instead of like the city. <laughs> it's so, so great. And actually, so Pocketful of Hawthorne's moves on, but that reminds me of another little nugget that is buried in the writing. So there's... Do you remember the episode where there's a drawing of Abed in one of the Spanish books? You mean Brown Joey? Uh, yeah, if you want to be racist, yeah, if you want to be racist about it. <laughs> no. um, thank you. So in that episode, Pierce is making a judgment about the person who drew it and said that the lines were really thick and it must be a really overweight woman and her name might as well be Gravy Jones. Um, Gravy Jones is a real band. That is an actual band. I I recommend you all look them up. Well, before you guys get too carried away on this on this Hawthorne trade, it does advance into the next round. I don't know. I I gotta I gotta stand up for Fat Dog Dance here. It was only like I think last week Ken tweeted that was that was his favorite moment from the entire run of the show. And it's at the end where you kind of vent through the best and worst of Chang and just kind of finds him settling in this ridiculous spot. Like you said, wanting to be taken seriously. And obviously this is the exact opposite, but it still hits really hard for me. That entire joke and that entire thing. We'll, we'll move on pocket full of Hawthorns. Real but. quick fun fact. I've been to the University of Illinois and I didn't catch that <laughs> reference. That's okay. I don't remember most of the times I was at University of Illinois either. <laughs> college was a wild time. Anyway, so that advances. Let's talk about our three versus six matchup now. Man, every song in this region, I, th I think for me, this is by far from top, from, from one through eight, the, the most stacked region. But let's talk about the number three, which is Glee. 
glee It's a feeling you get when your brain finally lets your heart get in its pants Glee! It's like a drug that you use that turns pain into shoes and your shoes into dance How's your piano still playing this song? Glee is the answer when questions are wrong You'll understand if you just sing along Cause Glee is the gift that you need Glee. Okay, I actually had to mute my mic just in case I thought I might sing I'm on I was close, there. I was very close to I, I, I could feel we were all about to burst Glee! Um, that is going up against number six Quite a song of a different nature That, of course, is Pillar of Garbage by Natalie is Freezing. So what do you guys think? Glee or Pillar of Garbage into the next round? So, as per usual, there is the the little snippet of the song that you hear in the episode, which, in the case of Pillar of Garbage, gets britted by the end, literally gets britted, versus how good that song actually is. Oh, it's um, a, there's a full-length, like, three-minute version right. of the song so that's, that I, that's I had exactly to choose a 15-second yes. clip out of. Right. So that's my point. Like, that as a song is also one that I, I happen to listen to. And just, like, the bit about Orion, take off your belt, like, that is astrologically accurate and <laughs> wordplay at the same time. And I just can't get over how great that line is. Pillar of Garbage sounds like you couldn't make up uh, the name of a song that's trying to be more grunge than that. And it's just phenomenal. You've seen the list of band names, right? One of the writers, I can't think of who it was off the top of my head. This image has circulated on Twitter in the community community. But basically, they uh, like the brainstorming list of like 48 fake 90s grunge bands that they, they were to choose from. I haven't um, seen that. So but if that you haven't seen amazing. that on the internet, keep an eye out for it because it is amazing. I, m- I might have it saved on my phone somewhere. That's um, phenomenal. But yeah, no, they, they went with Natalie is Freezing. It again just speaks to the level of detail and commitment that everyone on the show is willing to do. Glee literally means glee. Those are both just absolutely terrific. You're having a real hard time with this bracket, aren't you? I sure am. Um, I got all... I am going to go on a limb. I'm going to... ah, I'm going to pick Pillar of Garbage. Natalie is freezing. Well, Orion, hang up your final, belt. <laughs> final answer wins. Oh, my gosh. All right, Dan, save this poor soul. What do you think about <laughs> this matchup? It is, I, I think, to the, maybe Pillar of Garbage might be as close to, like, a musical number as they got into later episodes because you do have that, like, random fantasy sequence where Britt is actually singing the whole song, too. And that's such a good bit, too, because, yeah. like, we don't know Elroy that well yet. And he mm-hmm. just like snatches it right back. Imagine apparently Frankie is their drummer. Like, how did I miss that the first time? <laughs> Where she's playing? Was that the episode she's playing uh, steel, the steel drums? drums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that Jeff had planted the seed early, earlier on in the episode. Yeah, it's so. Trust funny. me, it'll pay off. Yeah, that'll pay off later. But I mean, for me, we talked about it a little bit with Christmas infiltration. Glee, Taron Killen just comes in, Phenomenal. and he is Mister Rad. Like. 
you you need a a person who can totally embody that and then in the same breath when like he's being thankful for abed joining his crusaders like thank you abed and immediately turns on a dime to like thank you abed and you're like holy fuck that was kind of scary not like full goleming but just like a taste yeah like man and like that's the whole after obviously the ascap joke in the beginning of the episode and they get the old glee club disbanded uh i like pillar of garbage and it's like such a perfect grunge thing but because I think it was so well known, like communities self-made rivalry with the show Glee. I have to go Glee by Taron Killam. And also, randomly thinking of another bubble stub, I'm kind of, we didn't even mention uh, Teach Me How to Understand Christmas. There could have been an entire region of holiday songs. That of was holiday regional music. I, I yeah. consider taking this. It's just, with that layout, it left half of the brackets too shallow and the other too deep even more in a more lopsided way than we're dealing with now but yeah just in and of its own holiday episodes and christmas episodes specifically mm-hmm. although there's definitely some crossover we already talked about um abba from the halloween episode for example so i'm gonna scoop in here i'm gonna go glee which might surprise okay, you guys maybe i'll bail it out about here you know i glee is is the antithesis of my musical taste in in ways that pillar of garbage is probably too on the nose for most of my musical tastes and i love the role that that plays in the song i've recorded a cover of that song um we've got we played it on the podcast it was our outro for pretty good pretty good run of the show but i just i don't think it hits as hard or or as thoroughly as glee does i'm gonna go with the number three to move on here so in this last matchup here, we've got the four and the five, and we're going to have uh, some worries because we've got some Vaughn on Vaughn crime. In the number four seed, I've got the first installment we hear from them, which is, uh, of course, getting rid of Britta. I'm getting rid of Britta. She's got to go. I'm getting rid of the bees. She's an all good bee. I'm getting rid of Britta. I'm getting rid of the bees. She's a GDB. Second Pierce. What? 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 Hell yes. And right away, it is going up against the number five seed, which is its direct sequel, musically and spiritually, with Pierce Your Beat. All right, Dan, which which worries are you going with here? Is it I was, be Get Rid of Britta or Pierce Your Beat? I didn't know what 15 seconds you were going to clip out, and I was really hoping uh, when you did Pierce Your Beat, we were going to get to the rap verse where he comes out and he says something about poo-poo in my hands and poo-poo on my heart. And it's... <laughs> I, I considered it. It was one of the cuts I made. I think it was probably second or third cut, yeah. Because Getting Rid of Britta pretty much starts that whole episode, and it's this is, I think, one of the only times we'll ever discuss two songs in the same episode. But for the sheer fact that, like, that's such a chill, like, island vibe songs, and in Pierce Your B, there's this random rap diss verse that just comes out of nowhere. That leads to the other rap that we talked about earlier with the um, Pierce rap. So I, I'm going to go Pierce or a B for a very simple reason, just because that guy coming in and rapping poo-poo in my hands and poo-poo on my heart just always makes me laugh. It's, it's definitely good. Um, there's no doubt about that. I am going to 
present a dissenting opinion, and I'm going to be committal about it this time uh, for the first time in 20 minutes. (laughs) And I I am going to uh, I am going to pick getting rid of Britta. I think for me, the reason is just how it plays out in the episode is that in all of the best ways, she's trying to be supportive of Vaughn after they've broken up. And to see her high-roading like that and to have a diss track come out at her expense and to find out that Pierce has betrayed her to go be famous with, with the band Some Worries, to me, that's just brilliance. And it's just everything is is firing on all cylinders. And I, I do prefer it slightly to the uh, the end of the episode where everyone's out on the quad in the Pierce diss track. Son of a Correct. bitch. Yeah, you got to pick. Uh, you guys aren't doing me any favors here. You know, yeah, it is some worries, bro. You couldn't, you couldn't have Pierce your B without getting rid of Britta. But I do think that I will advance it because I, I think at the end of the day, it just it hits a little bit harder. Um, you know, I know it, it, what it lacks in originality, I think, for me, you know, it really slaps on top because it's, it's building off of the original joke and kind of taking something to, to a whole nother level. Right, all of these two songs um, and the one we just talked about, "Pillar of Garbage," the the four through six in this region. I, I have uh, at various different points have been, you know, songs I've played here as background music, intro, outro stuff for the podcast uh, for a long time. Pure Sheer B was was our intro music for the majority of the show, so that one is going to go on at least one more round uh, for me. And in that next round, it is going to immediately be faced uh, with a haymaker because it's going up against Finally Be Fine. So, uh, Adam, I know I know you were the dissenting opinion. You were the ass crack bandit song uh, promoter there in round one. So you didn't go with Finally Be Fine. But now that it's up against Pierce or B here in the second round, what do you think? Yeah, in this particular round, either of the Some Worry songs gets walloped by Finally Be Fine uh, for its meta approach uh, to not only the song itself, as we mentioned before about the the notes from NBC. What? Correct. What was the network? Thank you. Okay. Yeah, so all of the NBC notes that they sent to Community, just like we mentioned with that, really terrific incorporation of a reversal. And it's, yeah, for me, it, it is just a little bit, more over the top finally be fine moves on for me i think it's uh probably a pretty easy decision over here for me as well it was i thought we were going to go chalk for a second in the last round where the one through four seeds were all going to advance and then piercer b snuck into the second round barely but then like you said only to get hit with a haymaker from finally be fine where you have the whole cast just firing on all cylinders as opposed to just a diss track from vaughn which is a good joke but doesn't have nearly the weight finally be fine does all right, so that moves on to the next round, and now we need to discuss uh, Pocket Pull of Hawthorns versus Glee. Oh, do we have to? Because holy crap, I didn't realize these two were so close in airing as well. They're only four episodes apart, so so interesting to think about Pocket Full of Hawthorns and how that kind of spearheaded one entire episode with Pierce and the advanced gay and actually introducing his father as a character on screen outside of just the little clip from season two. And then Glee. Yeah, so edible. You're the worst. And then Glee with Taryn Killam, just like we said a second ago, just owning that role and really anchoring the regional holiday music and the, the Christmas special of season three and the Glee homage. 
versus Urbana Champagne and Pocketful of Hawthorns. I think, and it's it was funny how you guys were mentioning earlier about your personal taste. And I grew up like listening to a lot of musicals and like that my family just went to the theater a lot. So like that's one of the reasons Glee really hit a chord for me because I'm like, this is so, not the show, but the community version of the show because I also enjoy meta references and humor. But I think I got to go earworm because I think Pocketful of Hawthorns is just a different style of song. And how I said it in the last round where it's like if I hear that, it's going to be stuck in my head for days. And Glee is a little bit of the same. But at the end of the day, Glee is it does feel very much like a musical, like a theater song. Whereas like if you didn't know any better and you just pulled somebody over on the street and you're like, hey, listen to this. What is it? What do these two songs sound like? And they'd be like, oh, one of those sounds like it's in a musical and the other sounds like literally a dance pop song, which is pocket full of Hawthorns. So that's where my vote goes. Quite the path you took to get there. Adam, what I do you know. think? <laughs> I am going to disagree. Uh, just again, based on preference here. I, I can't I can't disagree with the words that Dan just said, but all I can disagree <laughs> with is the feeling in my the heart, conclusion. You know? Yeah, I don't know what is going on in this region, but I feel like we keep constantly voting against ourselves and like changing from from round to round. And you know, I think in in the spirit of that, I'm going to ride the wave, uh, the momentum that Dan laid out for Pocketful of Hawthorns, even though. Uh, it was it was merely just around to go. I was I was promoting fat, the fat dog dance. I think I think we're gonna Hawthorne in, into the next round here, where it's gonna be going up against finally be fine. Yeah, it's Woof. crazy town banana pants up in here. Who hasn't had the odd banana in his or her pants? Am I right? <laughs> so yeah, to that point, I think I am going to be the opposite of what Dave has just said. And I think I am going to stick with the front runner. I'm going to, and maybe it's only because I've said it before on this podcast that Finally Be Fine might be the best original song on this show. And uh, yeah, I'm going to stick to my guns on that. Simple, concise. I like where your head's at. I love both of these songs yeah. for very different reasons. And that's that's kind of how I had to work through the Glee one. And I, I didn't, yeah. honestly, in the last round... I didn't expect to pick Pocketful of Hawthorns because I've, I've personally, I probably listened to Glee a lot more, the song, mm-hmm. but Pocketful of Hawthorns to me is just like, you you found a perfect performer to execute it, you found a great song, it's catchy as hell, and then now you're putting it up against one of what my favorite things that the show does is being exceedingly meta, being very self-aware, starting with this massive musical number. It's almost like Finally Be Fine was a meta opus about the first two seasons and about where season three could go. Exactly. Yeah, you even get that with the meta runner with the Dean showing up with the goatee and then him being like, oh, the season's going to be different. And Yeah, and then by the end of it, you get to the very end and he's like, no, it's not going to be that different. And that's kind of where the episode comes and goes, even in that first one. And then you have the singular standalone episode of Pocketful of Hawthorns outside of, you know, Jeff murdering... Pierce's dad, which is still kind of funny. But this comes down to me with what do I think is the better song versus what do I think is better in the context of the show of community. And like a lot of these other ones have been, they've been like, when those two things are one and the same, it's easy. Like this is better song, this is better to the community. And this is the first time where I feel like my brain is conflicting with each other, where I do think Pocketful of Hawthorne's standalone is a better song. But I think Finally Be Fine is much more important to the fabric of the show. And that being said, and us being on a community podcast, I think that makes my decision and I go Finally Be Fine. 
<laughs> All right. So can I change I, my answer, Dave? Just to make you, <laughs> no, no, just to make Dave. Dude, I did. That was honestly that was a that was a small factor in the back of my head. I'm like, do I just pick pocketful to make Dave? So we've like, never had be the rubber match <laughs> in the previous two years. I don't think we've ever had like all number one seeds advance. So I was starting to sweat it out here as I'm looking at it. And I'm like, so if we've got two one seeds in, can I really? You know, can I really in good faith as as the producer vote to put a third number one seed in in the finals? But uh, you guys took the, took the blame away from me. Finally, be fine. Joins fellow number one seeds, one on one rap and Roxanne in the fearsome foursome. And now for the the final, not the finals, but the final of the four regions that we're going to talk about here, the creative covers region. Uh, this this region is filled with songs that. You know, they don't quite fit in royalties because these are different versions or the cast is getting involved. But at the same time, they're not originals either. So right off the bat, here in the first round of the creative covers region, as it were, we've got the number one seed, which is Kiss from a Rose. And now that your rose is in bloom, a light hits the gloom on the grave. In retrospect, I probably should have played the challenger first, but uh, oh, I was I was biting my my cheeks to try <laughs> to not laugh during that. I knew as soon as you, I'll say yeah, it. I'll say I, it. I had Go to on. mute the mic. Yeah, um, pro- probably should have given the challenger its due first. But right here in the first round, uh, we've got the number eight seed, the challenger, which is the Irish singer. So deep, you know she's such a fool for him. She has a ring around her finger, and I bet hired an Irish singer. British Marion, British Marion, British Marion, Jeffrey Winger. What the hell is this? <laughs> I a wedding. To, I had to leave Episode. Pierce in there. But Adam, I, I, this was one that that you had contributed to the list, so I'm, I'm going to invite you to, uh, to to speak on behalf of of Abed and the Irish singer here in the first round. It is completely inappropriate that this is an eight seed. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I'm just furious because as you were playing it, I had to put my hand over my mouth and close my eyes and try not to laugh into the microphone in the history of me watching television there have been two times where i have to pause the episode because i'm laughing so hard one of them was in silicon valley measuring different ratios of of floor to tips of things if you know what i'm talking about you know if not you should watch it and then the other is this and this happens every time i watch this episode whether it's the whole episode or a clip it, it goes straight to my funny bone in a way that very few other things ever have or ever will. Where would you have seated it in this bracket? I would I would have seated it number two because number one is <laughs> okay, Kiss from okay. a Rose. <laughs> and I don't appreciate that question because I had a lot more to say. But uh, No, by it. all means, keep, you can, nope. you're, you're more than welcome nope. to carry on. I was just trying to check in, make sure we were on the same page there. I mean, maybe maybe you should say it now, hat tipping, maybe. 
No. It's okay. I'm so ruined, defeated. I ruined his momentum, Dan. Say, I am, say, I am say defeated. You did. I am what do you um, think here? Kiss uh, before, from a rose or linger? Before I dive too far in, is the only reason we didn't include Gay Dean is because we don't know who made it? Well, it it was bubble like a, it, 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 it was a bubble for me. It was very much mm-hmm. on the edge. Not okay. being able to figure out who performed it, even with the help of community Twitter, tipped the scale for me. Yes, that and that is why it ultimately ended up being on the outside looking in. Had we found that out, it would have been much, much, much harder for me to justify pushing it down to nine. Gotcha. So, I mean, apparently I am fulfilling my role as I'm just going to mention a bubble snub per every bracket as we keep going. But moving on from there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate now I'm now I'm trying to thank you very much Chang it's now I've derailed both of you and I'm supposed to be throwing you guys on the track here. well I because I knew the did. I knew the quote but I couldn't pull it that's why I was trying to think like okay and I got it I'll so be good. I'll be good I'm sorry. um yes uh and as I was incorrect because I thought like they actually hired the lead singer of the cranberries to do this and then I did a little <laughs> oh bit <laughs> he said hired <laughs> he thought they literally hired oh my god okay I thought they did and I was so excited and then I just looked it up right before this and I was like ah, all right that's okay because it's still such a terrific joke and of course it's something Abed would made make a joke he would make but Adam I'm sorry the she's buzz saw that she's reading the paper when she says I heard an Irish singer oh it's fantastic she is but oh my god kiss from a rose like you talk about laughing throughout like and I'm I was having a hard time like I was like I was saying a second ago I was like biting my cheeks because I've listened to that cover of Kiss from a Rose from Studies in Modern Movement more times than I can count. And I could tell in the by by the way the chorus was being hit that the 15 second clip that he was you playing was going to go. Was. I knew it was going right into a, a Coach Beard sighting singing Jesus Loves Marijuana and then going, then going to the drinking human blood. So um, I'll have more to say about this hopefully later, but for me, it's it's Kiss from a Rose by a mile. Yeah, it is. And Adam, I just I, I just I want to apologize. Um, I, well, I could now, have done you a favor. It, it maybe snuck this up a, a few positions. The bottom half of this region is eh, maybe, a little maybe less defensible I will say, than some of my other seedings. For, for now, um, because now we now both me and Adam have been besmirched. Me with Payday Rap and him with uh, Linger by the Irish Singer. Um, let's talk about the next matchup here in the second or in, in this region. Second matchup of the first round, where we've got an all-time an all-time challenger here at number seven, and that is Faith, performed by Jeff Winger. Oh well, I guess it would be nice if I could be on MTV. So please, please take a look at me for the real world. Who do you want shaking Joe Biden's hand at 5 p.m.? Me or... Shut up! I was like 19! We've all been 19, Jeff. And none of us did this. None of us. Pop? Pop. I hate you. I hate your school! And I hope you all get black mold poisoning! Pop, Jeffrey, no! I hate you! No, Jeffrey, no! So that's the only clip I have where I left dialogue in, but it had had to finish with you. You got to have Jeff. Um, there was just no other way that that clip could have ended. So 
that's our seventh seed here. So so theoretically underdog, although my seeding has been called into question recently. Um, <laughs> right now it's matching up against uh, Greendale's The Way It Goes by Pierce or, or Bruce Hornsby or some amalgamation thereof. Greendale's The Way It Goes Some things are still the same Slop fails and patios and he believes in me. All right, so Dan, I think uh, I think you're up first this time. Where do you where do you chime in on this matchup? I do love that on our spreadsheet you have it credit that last song credit is Pierce Hornsby, so that makes me happy. <laughs> I'm trying to be get my point across, but not not extend the length or, or the width of the column, as it were. Well, I, mean, I yeah, I had to do that earlier when I threw on Sophie B. Hoppins because that was just like such a long title and her artist name. But anyway, between these two, Greendale's the way it goes, and Jeff doing Faith. It's it's funny to see Greendale's the way it goes because it's Pierce trying to exercise his creative side, which he gets to do a couple episodes later in Home Economics with some worries. And the fact that he calls himself out as being a fraud pretty early on. And that would have been another interesting uh, bubble snub for this with um, his oh, Hawthorne no. wipes. Yeah, thank you. With his Hawthorne wipes. They'll be coming be, the mountain. They'll be wiping off that mustard <laughs> yeah. with our wipes. Hawthorne yeah. wipes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the picnic! <laughs> like, again, so funny. Had it been that version of Pierce coming up with that, I think that would have been a really interesting conversation between that and Jeff doing his rendition of Faith. I am going to be going with Greendale's The Way It Goes because Jeff's rendition of Faith is, it's fine, I like it, it's a good joke. Let me put it that way. It's a good joke, it's not a great song because it is literally played for him trying to get on the real world and it's, you know, you hear a whole bunch of laughing over it whereas as opposed to they really tried to execute Pierce singing Greendale's The Way It Goes and just straight up rip off Bruce Hornsby and I, I think that's a better song and I think it's more integral throughout that particular episode. You know, it's just, it's fascinating to me that that no one fact-checked because Jeff is covering, obviously, the, the Limp Biscuit song, and that wouldn't have even been out at that time. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you were, I think you were going after someone's goat with that comment. Is that the proper term? <laughs> it might be. Uh, honestly, it was a segue. This is more about me than anything else, but... That my introduction to the song, unfortunately, regrettably, was the Limp Biscuit cover. But also, I didn't know about Bruce Hornsby's version until long after I had heard, you know, um, when Tupac samples that in Changes. Oh. So, like, both of these is weird that this was the matchup. Like, I was not aware of the original versions of these songs to begin with. Interesting. Um, I did know, I knew both of them before seeing them lampooned on this and before Limp Biscuit. Yeah. George Michael is rolling um, in his yeah. grave right now. Simple time before the biscuit. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's our new metric uh, yeah, of time measurement. True. I do agree with what Dan said. He laid it out very clearly, very specifically. I enjoy Jeff being brought down a peg by Annie. It kind of shows an interesting aspect to her character that we don't see often or before that. But I, I just, I'll go with Greendale's the way it goes. It kind of fits into the whole ethos of the Greendale campus as well, you know, with the Luis Guzman statue. Well, and Jeff. it's the school song, right? Yeah. It is. 
even though I'm, I am assuming they do get sued for it. I love that dialogue with Jeff and Abed while Pierce is to me. You know, he's like, can we get sued for this? And then, like, the very next line, Jeff's like, yep, they yep. got us. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's go that into the next round. And now let's talk about a six versus three matchup where we've got uh, a new artist here on the list. This number six seed is actually Shirley's Kids, the Bennett Boys, and their rendition of Creep at the beginning of Bass Crack Bandit episode. And that is going up against our number three seed, which is from much earlier in the show, from season one, episode 10, Environmental Science. And that is Somewhere Out There. Adam, we're back to you. Who you got here? The three or the six? It's well documented. Again, on previous episodes of this very podcast, uh, how much I love Somewhere Out There. And I recently rewatched uh, American Tale, kind of specifically, so I could hear uh, Somewhere Out There. And it, it it's my pick, for sure. I do enjoy the inclusion of the Bennett boys singing, you know, covering Creep by Radiohead and the way that they do it is really well done. But for me, somewhere out there is similar to just the the perfect synthesis of a couple of things because it incorporates the change, you know, with his wife leaving him and liking the way he danced and just bringing all of that together in this really cool way, in, in the same way, actually, that Kiss from a Rose and Jesus Loves Marijuana do as well. And I, just hearing myself say that sentence out loud seriously is hilarious. <laughs> I, I can't believe that those words This is a serious academic discussion. I'm going to have to I ask know. you to focus, please. <laughs> I know. But I think they function very similarly in bringing everything together. And I think they are both magnificent in that regard. So for me, somewhere out there, uh, over creep. Yeah. Uh, the creep rendition being sang by the Bennett boys to start off ass crack bandit. It is, we talked about it a little bit earlier on with ass crack bandit and how the whole tone is just straight ripped out of a Fincher movie. And it's such a good introduction to that, tone of that particular episode and yeah what a great cover and it's just two kids acapella singing this rendition with some like audio of rain in the background oh yeah it's it's definitely creepy but i am in the same camp as you my vote is going to somewhere out there and i was actually having that thought before you even put it on before you said it i'm the same like somewhere out there walk so kiss from a rose could run and fly as far as i'm concerned but like all the storylines being woven with chang and his wife with Troy and Abed singing to their rat, and then Fievel, uh, gr- name the rat Fievel. Name the rat Fievel, and then Green Day providing the background. Yep. So, did you not think you were getting us for a little cheap? Yeah. So I same. I'm going somewhere out there as well. All right. So it moves into the next round, and that leaves us with our final first round matchup here, which has the challenger, the number five seed, which is the Anthro 101 rap.
kingdom animalia, phylum, cordata. The class is mammalia. Cause boobies, we gotta. Order is primate, family, hominidae, the genus is homo. But you know you're into me. Cause I am in the species known as sapien. Dogs used to eat me, but now they bring the paper in. It's gonna take a lot to get me away from you. Damn, damn. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. Sapien. I bless the rains down in Africa. Bless the rains. I bless the rains down in Africa. I bless the rains down in Africa. And that classic is going to be going up against the number four seed here, which is another Jeff performance, this time doing Little Righteous Brothers for us. Congratulations. You failed a class so easy that people passing in the hallway get a contact credit. Oh, my love, my darling. So Jeff's um, obviously inferior vocal ability, uh, notwithstanding. Dan, where, where do you chime in on, on Unchained Melody versus the Anthro 101 rap? I made it before he died. It's not in bad taste. <laughs> I think between those two, uh, it's, a again, a funny joke for the Unchained Melody. I, I will go back to a little bit of begrudging with the seating because I think the Anthro 101 rap is criminal being this low at five for numerous reasons because it's a throwback to the Spanish 101 rap because you're adding Betty White, who is just a tremendous all-star of a performer. And from a personal reason, uh, the song Africa is tied in intrinsically to my soccer team, the Columbus Crew. So that's my personal reason. But all that being said, it is, you know, for me, it's the Anthro 101 rap is like your, it's a terrific sequel to the Spanish 101 rap. So that's where my vote goes. I'm confused about what the Columbus, Ohio soccer team has to do with Africa, but I don't want to ask. I don't want to derail us. For Subject for another time, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, an investigation even. But as, as always, Dan, it's good that you're a podcast host because you lay out things pretty clearly and easy to agree with them. And uh, yeah, I will certainly go ahead and do that. It, at first glance, I didn't realize why this was on the covers portion of the bracket but then i re- remember that the africa was infused well, and it's in also well. a cover of the 101 rap too which leads me to it's like my a next double cover point. sorry <laughs> i think that uh spanish 101 rap reprise with featuring betty white three stars rating on itunes gets to move on here we each had one of those while talking about these songs so that works well yeah all right, it, it moves on. I wish we could have gotten a longer or a higher quality version of Jeff doing Unchained Melody because that moment in itself is is one of my absolute favorites from the entire run of the series. Oh, and it's a great, the, it's a the, great the little moment, yeah. Storyline, and it just, them letting Jeff sing it as bad as he is, it still, it hits so hard. But it, it does not move on, and uh, I think you guys made some pretty good points about Anthro 101. Uh, I might have maybe switched these, but it would have changed the matchup. No, but that moves on, though, and it's not chalk. So here in the second round, that is going to be going up against Kiss from a Rose now. So, Adam, do you have Kiss from a Rose or the Anthro 101 rap? I have Kiss from a Rose. I almost died because of how funny this was. I mean that sincerely and literally because 
I was driving in Iceland at night uh, on vacation one time and Kiss from a Rose came on the radio and I just started laughing hysterically because I just immediately thought of this. So I hope you hadn't picked up any hitchhikers. Uh, no. Unconfirmed. No human hitchhikers, no. If, if something is so funny it can almost cause me to die, that's hard to beat. So Kiss from a Rose. It's amusing to me as well just because the, the Anthro 101 rap as – Fantastic as it is as a sequel to the Spanish 101 rap, I, I've been I've been trying to... It's hard for me to contain my excitement about Kiss from a Rose and how well that song is executed in this show. This is one of those songs, as a young child, I really enjoyed the Batman Forever soundtrack. And Kiss from a Rose was a massive part of the Batman Forever soundtrack. So once you get to... This particular episode had a lot of juggling storylines. You had... Pierce doing a lot of physical bits, painting the Annie's old apartment. You had Annie struggling with how she's going to live with Troy and Abed. You had Britta and Shirley in the car. And then you had Jeff and the Dean doing the karaoke. And the fact that they were able to execute a climax over a karaoke version of Kiss from a Rose while adding more punchlines and wrapping up the entire episode, it's staggering. That's why the reference I was saying a second ago to somewhere out there, how it walked like, I, I do think this... Kiss from Rose is splint is sprinting. It's flying. It's such a lovely culmination of that particular episode. And like, I think that's one of those episodes where it's like, I can't find a fault in it. And you're juggling four storylines pretty well. And and you were you were making a reference earlier, Dave. Like, I I mean, it's so good. This this is my number one. And it yeah, I love the Anthro 101 rap. I wish it was seated a little bit higher so we could have the conversation maybe further down. But Kiss from Rose is just it's such a juggernaut in this bracket. All right, so Kiss from a Rose shall advance, and that leaves us with the final matchup to see who who it goes up against in the next round, which is number two, Greendale's The Way It Goes, versus Somewhere Out There. So, Adam, how how far does this Somewhere Out There train go? Does it it keep going to the next round? It goes where dreams come true, which, as we all know, is losing to um, the next round, losing to Kiss from a Rose. (laughs) Uh, that's what I dream to do is this is is a very lame duck round is that what we're all agreeing on right now yeah I mean you know you guys (laughs) trying to make this uh, competitive wasn't necessarily the easiest across the board but you guys have really made some good points for both these you know somewhere out there like you said in many ways set the stage for Kiss from a Rose and then you've got you know Greendale's official school song but I I think I would probably take somewhere out there as the as the loser to kiss from a rose in the, in this region. Did you, Adam, Did I don't think we officially voted, so we'll take you going first, Dave. That's fine. Adam, what are you saying? Oh, yeah, I voted for that. I voted for somewhere out there. there. All right, and just yeah. for funsies, I'll say Greendale's the way it goes, just so okay, we have just, some variety. That was fun. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> I, try, I do what I can. All right, so, so that, that's yeah, it for this I, region. I voted for two rounds in a row right there. So right, that was pretty quick. Sorry, I, I I didn't mean to truncate that bracket, but I it seemed like the writing was on the wall. And that does it for this episode of Apartment 303. This year's fearsome foursome is set. As always, you can find Apartment 303 on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, and wherever you do listen. Leaving us a rating and or review is always an effective 
and cost-free way for you to support our work. For Adam and Dan, this is Dave signing off. We will see you in the next episode of Apartment 3.